This is Psalms to God, Season 1, Episode 41. Guard the avenues to your mind. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com slash guard your mind. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, CSB. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. Today I want to talk about guarding the avenues to your mind. You know, I went to a talk, sermon, lecture, I'm not really sure what to call it, but I went to a presentation um, maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago, where um, this man was talking about the holes in your body. I know that sounds really crazy, but he was talking about how you know, you have holes that allow you to take things in and holes that allow things to come out. And, you know, he was talking about how these things affect your health and how they affect your mind and all of these things. And, you know, he was focusing more so on like your food intake, which obviously how you how you eat affects how you feel. It affects how you function, how your body works. Obviously, you know, it's like fueling a car. If you put water in your gas tank, your car is not going to move. You're going to have a problem. If you put bad gas in your car, you're going to have a problem. If you put diesel in a car that doesn't take diesel, you're going to have a problem, right? So it's the same concept. You have to feed yourself um, adequately to keep yourself in tip-top shape. And some of the food that you eat affects your brain. It affects whether it affects like hormone levels that affect your happiness or your energy level. It can also um, affect brain functionality, things that can keep you up at night, which causes you to have sleep deprivation. There are plenty of effects that come from what you eat. But another thing that we have to be mindful of is what we hear and what we see. You know the saying, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. And in this case, I'm thinking more along the lines of think no evil. Um... But I really started on this type of a journey for myself maybe four years ago. I was reading the Bible and I came across Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. And in this verse, Paul is talking about what we should think about. And he's basically saying if it's good, if it's pure, if it's wholesome, if it's positive, think about that. And even if you step away from the Christian worldview and you step away from a biblical faith, you will have, you know, all kinds of of people who are telling you basically the same thing, that you should think about positive things. There's the power of positivity. And we had somebody come to my job for exactly this purpose to talk about positive thinking and, 
you know, speaking positivity in your life and all of these things. And Paul is basically saying the same thing. Like, don't sit around and think about what's bad. Don't think about negative things because that's going to drain your energy. That's going to shape your point of view. Think about things that are good. Now, granted, obviously bad things happen. Sometimes you might have to think about them because you need to do something about them. You can't just ignore the fact that, you know, you need to pay rent and you, you don't have any money because somehow you got to pay it. But the general concept is that you shouldn't be just dwelling on negativity and you shouldn't be investing your energy and your time into things that are unholy. You can't become holy. You can't become righteous if all you do and all you associate with is unrighteous, unclean, unholy. And so one of the things that I noticed, one of the first things I ever noticed is that I can sit down with a novel that is 600 pages and I can read it in a day or two days, but I can't seem to do that with a Bible. Now, granted, the Bible has a lot more in it and it's a little harder to read. There's a little bit more thinking that needs to be done, more connecting with the the text than, you know, your average fantasy novel or, you know, sci-fi novel or something like that. But nonetheless, if I can read, you know, a 600 page novel in two days, I should definitely be able to commit to like a read the Bible in a year plan and read the Bible in a year. But that doesn't, that, that never works out. I've never been able to do that. Granted, I've probably read the whole Bible. I've never just sat down and read it in a year. And, you know, I stopped and I'm like, why can't you do that? Why don't you find this as entertaining as these novels that are talking about things that this Bible is actually condemning, right? Um, there is a lady at my church. She always says, sin is sweet, right? Tastes good. It's going to kill you. It's going to give you cavities and all that stuff. But it tastes good while you're doing it. And I think that I see that so much in media and entertainment. Like you can sit down and you can watch movies and you can consume, consume, consume. And a lot of the things that I'm allowing my mind to think about and process and meditate on are contrary to what God has spoken in his word. And so after I read this verse in Philippians, I also ended up reading a bunch of verses in Proverbs talking about people who are enamored with violence. And it was talking about how, you know, corrupt these people were and how the wicked are enamored with violence. And I realized that it was talking to me. Y'all, I used to be one of those people that if nobody died within the first like five minutes of a movie, I didn't watch it unless it was like a cartoon. Um, pretty much everything I watched was violent. I watched action movies and sci-fi movies and, you know, they were all pretty gory. They were people killing people for absolutely no reason. Um, and then, you know, I was, I guess, heavy into movies that were what we would call the occult. So things like Underworld, which is about vampires and werewolves. I watched things like The Vampire Diaries and the originals, again, vampires, werewolves, witches. I was a huge fan of the Charmed series when I was a kid, um, which again, witches, witchcraft, all these things are condemned in the Bible. 
And I thought it was fitting, of course, for me to talk about this in October because a lot of these types of movies come out in in October. And when I was a kid, the month of October was great. I've never been a Halloween person. I've never celebrated Halloween. But I loved the movies that came around with Halloween, like the movie Halloween, Jason, um, all of these horror movies, the slasher movies, things like that. I was down to watch these. I don't know why. I don't know why I found that entertaining. Um, And as I was reading these verses and thinking about it, I had to ask myself, why do you find this entertaining? Why do you like watching this? And as I talk to people now that I've come to the conclusion that those things should not be entertaining to me, you know, people often will say things like, but I know it's fake. You know it's fake. Just because you watch this on TV doesn't mean you're going to go out and do it. And I agree. Just because you watch something on TV doesn't mean you're going to do it. You, I should hope you have the good sense to know the difference between fantasy, reality, fiction, and fact. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that it does alter your subconscious. One thing that I can say is, like I said, I used to have a very short temper. I used to watch a lot of violent things on TV and I still had a a short temper as I have stopped watching so many violent things on TV behold my temper is not as short there is definitely a correlation between this um, because you're not feeding the anger you're not feeding whatever it is that causes you to react like that again guard the avenues to your mind it starts in your mind and even though you may be able to say this is fake this is not this is not good. This is not something God would want me to do. Still sitting around in the back of your head replaying and affecting the circuitry in your brain. And as I started to get closer to God, what I noticed was that the programming coming from the Bible and focusing on God's word and God started to overtake the parts of my brain that were entertained by these things that were not godly. And I got to a point where it wasn't me saying, oh, I can't watch this, to it was me saying, I don't watch this. And, you know, I think language is very important. There is a big difference between I can't do this and I don't do this. When you say that you can't do something, it implies that there is someone keeping you from doing it or something that keeps you from doing it. But you would do it if you could. It implies that it's external to you. So for instance, you know, my friend says, can you come sleep over at my house? And I say, I can't. I can't because my mom won't let me. I would like to, but I cannot. You know, or, you know, I say, you know, somebody invites me to some kind of outing and I say, I can't go because I have a work engagement and I have to be at work. But I would like to go. I just can't because there's something that obstructs me from doing it. And that implies that it's not something of your own free will. It's not something you decided. It's something somebody else has imposed upon you. And I think it's important in uh, Christianity that we recognize that because a lot of Christians say they can't do things. And in particular, things that God has told you to do, I can't do this. Um, But it's something that they would like to do. Like, I can't have premarital sex. I would love to, but I can't. That's the kind of the connotation that you give off when you say can't. Oh, I can't do this on the Sabbath. I can't do this um, at this time or that time or whatever. And when 
things that you've decided for yourself, you would say, I don't do. Like, I don't kill people. I don't steal. I don't have a desire to steal from you. I don't have a desire to kill you. Um, and so that language really reflects where your heart is and what you would like to do versus what you actually do. And one of the things that I realized as I was going on this journey of guarding the avenues to my mind is that it went from, I'm not trying to watch this because I feel like it is in conflict with what the Bible says to, I turn on the TV and this is something that I know would have interested me a long time ago, but as I'm watching it, I am literally not interested in it. So there are a lot of TV shows that have come out since I have started this journey um, and I just don't have a desire to watch them anymore. Like I will be watching it and I'm like, this is boring. I don't, eh, I don't, I'm not feeling this. And so it's not, I can't watch this. It's I don't watch this. Now, like I said, it's still a journey. It's still a process. So for me, like I remember um, on October 1st, I fired up my projector and I'm, I'm watching, I'm, I have an Apple TV and all of the apps come up and there's like a little Disney app or whatever. And it had, you know, updated for the month of October into like a little Halloween icon. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh man, they're going to be playing like Halloween Town and like all of these movies that I used to like when I was a kid. And there was a sense of nostalgia where it's like, oh, I really wish that I could watch it. And I told myself, I was like, Sheree, no, you know, you know better. You don't want to watch that. Don't even click it. So I have literally not clicked this icon all month because I know, I already know what movies that they're showing. I already know what's on there. Um, and I already know that there will be a temptation to watch those out of nostalgia because that is my childhood. And so I was like, you know, I'm just not, I'm not even going to go there. Um, but in general, now when I see certain things that I used to think were good, certain things that, you know, movies that are excessively violent or gory or whatever, I don't feel the same sense of entertainment, so to speak, so much as I'm just like, what is this? Why would I watch this? And the same types of things have been happening with my music taste. Bruh, when I go back and listen to some of the songs I listened to in college, I'm just like, why was I listening to this? I can't even edit this. Like if I try to sing this or rap this and not rap the parts that are, you know, not of God, I can't say anything. Like what the song is gone, the whole song, throughout the whole song, you know? And I started to realize that there were a lot of songs and things that I was listening to that just did not testify to the Holy Spirit. They were not good. They were not pure. They were not holy. They were not things that I should be thinking on and I just I think it's interesting because as I have started to move these things out of my life and make room for other things I've seen a lot of progress in everything in terms of growing spiritually and you know I, it, it cannot be a mere coincidence so it's something that you know I was thinking like okay if you're if you're trying to be healthy physically and you're trying to to get your life together and um, get closer to God you also have to get your mind right and our biggest struggle is overcoming our own thoughts I spoke about this a little bit in the self-control episode um, at the beginning of the month you 
your biggest enemy is yourself. It's what's going on in your head, right? If you're not thinking about doing crazy things, you're not going to do it. If you're not thinking thoughts that will require you to say crazy things, you won't say them. You know, a lot of times, I'm not going to lie, I'm a blunt person. I've said things and people look at me like, that was mean, that was harsh, that was cold-blooded. And I'm like, why was I even thinking that, right? Why did that thought even pop into my head? Because I haven't been guarding the avenues to my mind. So now my mind is thinking about things it should not be thinking about. Like, when I go back and think about five-year-old me that only watched cartoons, um, never watched the news, never watched all of these other things, never listened to, you know bad things I had an innocent mind and I'm not saying that you should be completely sheltered and and unaware of everything that's going on in the world but if you remember that innocence a lot of that comes from the fact that people externally to you your parents in particular were guarding the avenues to your mind they were guarding what you saw and what you heard and that's what allows you to grow in a positive environment And so now as an adult, it is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to control what comes in. Therefore, that makes it easier for me to control what goes out and what runs through my mind and what programming is being placed in my head. And I think it's important for us to think about that um, as we consume media. Because let's be honest, anything that comes out of Hollywood is not of God. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest. If Hollywood is okaying it, it's not of God. That's just a fact. And so when we allow these things into our homes, we allow them into our social media accounts, our devices, we become consumed and, and you know enamored with the world, we start forgetting about everything else. And y'all, getting rid of cable was one of the best things I could have ever done. Not only does it help me financially, all right, all y'all out there with the student loans, Getting rid of your cable bill is step one to reclaiming your finances. Just throwing that out there. Um, It frees up my time. Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have Netflix. I have Hulu. uh, As I told you, I have an Apple TV. Um, So a lot of things I could still watch even though I don't have cable. But I've learned that when I come home after work and I go straight to doing something, whether it's cleaning, cooking, reading the word, um trying to work on the blog. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to get back to the blog one day, I promise. Um, I become more productive. And if I come home and I sit down and cut on the TV, then I'm not productive. I never move. Nothing ever gets done. And by removing these things, you just automatically make time for everything else, whether it's reading, social interaction. It just frees up time. And time is precious. Time is money, y'all. So that's another benefit of getting rid of some of these things. And then, like I said, um, when I listen to good music um, and when I listen to positive music versus, uh, you know, things that are a little bit more negative, a little bit more raunchy, whatever have you, I notice a difference in my mood. I notice a difference in my own temperament and how I approach life, how I approach the world, what I'm thinking about, you know, where the devil is able to hit me. Um, And it just, it changes everything. So I want to challenge you to cut out the things that are negative in your life. Cut out the things that are causing you to stumble. 
And it's going to be different for every person. But definitely remember that there are specific things that God calls holy and specific things that God calls unholy. And then there's this thing in the middle of gray area that is neither holy nor unholy. Okay. When you are consuming things, when you are allowing yourself to bask in ideas and entertainments, make sure that these things are either holy or neutral. Do not allow yourself to get sucked into unholy things because it's going to have negative consequences. I've been there. I've experienced it. I'm just saying, I want you guys to break free of the chains that those things cause to you. So I just want to issue out that challenge. Start small, guys. Like I said, it's been four years for me and I'm still not there. So start small, baby steps, one show at a time, one song at a time, whatever you need to do for you. And just see how it improves your life. See how it improves your growth and your relationship with Christ. Maybe it gets rid of your anger management problems. Maybe it curbs your lust. You never know but I suggest you give it a try. So thank you guys for tuning in. It's always a pleasure. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram or at the blog, www.psalmstogod.com. I will see you guys next Monday.